Hey, what's going on, man? It's Jay Good at StraightOutTheDen.com. Um, if you're listening on SoundCloud, please, I, I can't stress it enough, click on the subscribe on iTunes link. Uh, it's right up under the playlist. Go ahead and click that and subscribe on iTunes. Make sure you rate the podcast. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you hate, what you love, but make sure you give it five stars in the process. This episode is sponsored by, yes, we do have a sponsor. It's My Wallet. And, no, we really don't have a sponsor just yet, man. Just like I said, we do these things out of pocket. We have a good time with them. If you want to be a sponsor on the podcast, please, by all means, contact me. You know how to do that. Go on the site and uh, hit the contact button. But until then, it's going to be sponsored by my wallet, and we're still going to have a good time. But today, we have a special guest in the building. Two special guests, actually. Um, One of these, I mean, I know you heard of this guy. He's like... uh, what, for the past two years, 2012, 2013, Creative Loafing, um, best artist in the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if that's not enough, um, you know, he's recently had a couple of records with Jaron Bitten, Double XL, freshman of the year list, uh, Ritz. Um, the list goes on and on. This guy has really been moving in the city. And, you know, he, he's from right here, man. And, and, you know, he's grinding on the indie scene. But, uh, I think I, I did okay with the intro, but at, yeah, at this point, you know, <laughs> I try to make sure, man, my intros, dude, I'm trying to work on it. I'm trying to fun. work on my intros and, you know, but that voice that you're hearing, there's Tom P, man. Tom P, welcome to the Straight Out the Den podcast. Oh, man, How you doing, bro? It's a pleasure, man. Hey. Again, Tom P, Straight Out the Den. We're I also here. brought uh, my homie, uh, Paul T. Paul T. What's Paul up, yo? What's good, man? How you doing, bro? Chilling, man. Cool, cool. Well, like, you know, we're going to have a little fun today, man. Like I told y'all before we got on, man, it's, it's, it's real laid-back convo. We just talk about life, man, hip-hop, art, whatever you can name. Like, we just have a good time here in the den, man. Um, right on. But, you know, I, I want I want to kick it off for those people that may not know who you are, man. Like, explain to them, who is Tom P? If you can sum it up in a couple of sentences. Man, well, um... Tom P. Uh, represent Decatur. I've been living there since I was about three years old. Um, went to Decatur High School, all that shit. Started rapping when I was about 12 years old. Um, been just making moves, grinding, doing a indie thing. Been through all kinds of crazy shit. And, <laughs> you know, been really pushing at it for years now. Uh, had a lot of awesome shit happen, had a lot of pitfalls, you know, <laughs> the normal shit that goes on when you're uh, when you're an indie artist, man, I guess. Yeah, and, and we're going to get through all of those. We definitely got to talk about them. Like, you know, just starting off there, being from Decatur um, and, and just being on that indie grind, like, we've noticed it a lot lately that, you know, people are calling Atlanta, like, the new Motown or whatever, you know, all, all of that, but, heard it. you know, for like me... Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, Black Hollywood. No, and, and what's crazy is like all the movies that are being made down here. But you know, to me, Atlanta has been making moves on the music scene for a long time. Yeah. You know, it's just like it seems like all of a sudden people are starting to catch on what what's been going on in the city. So you know, like with you, you starting to rap, man, and you know, you finding that voice. Like, where did that come from in, in high school? Like, I know you say you started, what, around, well, middle school, I guess, 12. Yeah, you know? I mean, I wasn't, like, super serious about it when I was mm-hmm. that young, you know. I mean, at that point, I was just, you know, scribbling rhymes with friends and, you know, whatever else. Yeah. Uh, definitely got more serious in high school and then really serious probably after high after school. High I think school. I did, like, one show in high school, you know. <laughs> but it was, like, packed out because yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I opened up for, like, the... The high school rock band, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like the 
fucking high schools there, and you know. So I mean, we uh, but uh, yeah, we got more serious after high school. But I guess when I started, man, I mean, I really just uh, I was definitely captivated by the by the South. I mean, mm-hmm. I was just an outcast. Like, I, remember, oh. I remember when when. You know, like ATLians and equipment and all that shit like came out. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That wasn't something I had to like go digging back to exactly. find. You know, exactly. which is funny because now you say that shit and people just you know almost think you're like old as fuck. But it's like, nah, man. I was just listening to that shit when I was like ten. You know, what it was. You grew up with it, and, and, yeah. and you know, I'm I'm sorry, but if you don't, one thing that you got to learn about me, dude, is like if you bring up Outcast. I get overly excited, and then I kind of go on a tangent and talk about it. So stop me at any time. Right but I just saw him a counterpoint, which is pretty dope. Oh, man, man, I missed it. And you know the one thing. Okay, here's my story about counterpoint, and and I, I love the fact that they were here. But I'm so tired of people saying that they were in Atlanta for counterpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, that's not Atlanta. Like, that yeah, was... I saw I saw him back in the day actually uh, at the Tabernacle, mm. and that was probably when I was in. 10th grade of yeah. high school and they I bought a ticket to see Outkast and I went with a couple buddies and then before you knew it Goody Mob came out on stage oh. then Killer Mike then Slim oh. Calhoun oh, then man. then you know Organized Noise came out you know and before you know it it's just the whole gang and yeah, I had whole bunch of family and at another time we were really into Slim Calhoun's album The Skinny so yeah, he yeah, yeah. came out and did some of his songs it's, it's funny because now I'm like friends with yeah, like half the whole people, you know? That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Like, I'm, I'm so excited for Outkast, man, just to see like them hit the stage again, man. But, you know, what I was going to say, because what you were talking about when people, you bring up Outkast and like how you have to dig for it and all that and how we just grew up with it. Yeah. But, like, what's amazing is you see some of the people now who are like clueless to Outkast. And I'm like, yeah. how, how is that, you know? No, I, mean? I think just because Andre, you know, did, you know, he's been kind of doing his own thing. And mm-hmm. I mean, because to me, you know, I, I, Big Boy has continued to kill it, you yeah. know, but I think, you know, without the, without the label or name Outcast attached to it, it gets less attention, like, nationally. Yeah, yeah. I think Big Boy probably does. Well, I'm sure he's over in China selling out Anthony. I'm sure it's like, know, okay, like, Big Boy. I'm only guessing. Still you know, yeah. their thing. I think what it is is more just like, um, like he said, Andre went on his own, like, thing, yeah. acting, you know. There's enough Fairweather fans that probably when they see Big Boy, they're like, mm-hmm. you know, especially these kids out in the suburbs, they're probably not like, but, Big Boy, I'm going to drive to Atlanta. But when you see Outcast, okay. they come from miles. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and for people like us that grew up in Atlanta, that grew up around the area, Outcast us is a staple. Like, exactly. It's, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not just something you listen to. It's like, of course, Outcast. That's... Yeah, yeah I mean it is but with you. Nationwide, they think about cats. They think of hey y'all and man, like and you and saw like, it at um, Coachella. Like when man, they hit the stage, it's like there, the crowd there, is. There just was like, a whole. I heard that there was a whole website devoted to kids like bitching and complaining yeah, that was. Outcast was headlining all these festivals. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that has like oh yeah, I did hear about it. Thousands of members and that are like, like, why are they? Why are they ruining our? Yeah, yeah. Like who is Outcast? Yeah, yeah, who is like, like who is Outcast? I'm like, what do you mean who is Outcast, dude? Like it, it's weird, but it's definitely it's definitely just uh, that's definitely a big difference in like growing up in here, I guess. Probably. Yeah. Because to us, you know, like when I think of Outcast, you know. And I actually think, you know, Miss Jackson and Hey On, all those are pretty dope songs, but that's like the last thing I think, think of, about. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm like, yeah, yeah, those are dope too, but uh, <laughs> like, like, like Chalky Fire. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We happy when those come on. Yeah. Earth, come on. They perform those. We get excited. Like, yeah. and then you see everybody else. I don't know, man. It's, 
it's just crazy about you know I'm gonna get off outcast because we can make a whole podcast about it. I'm tell you, but like, you know, um, I'm gonna tell you, dude. Like the first time I heard your music, man, and and what's crazy is like I seen your name come up on Twitter, and I'm like, man, I know this dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I apologize because I haven't been paying attention. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew who you were a while back, and for whatever reason, I stopped paying attention. And then you know. This year comes around, I'm like, I know the name. I'm like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, what's going on with me? It was the record. I was doing my research. It's uh, The Underdog, Ready for the Underdog. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I remember the record. Um, I don't remember, like, the whole album, but I, I do remember, like, the song. Yeah. And um, my first impression was, like, man, this dude really speaking for for some people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, I hear it, and it's like, okay, first off, this dude is, like, Rapping super fast. I'm like, like, how did you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you do it? I'm always like surprised by that because, like, me, I can't rap. So, whenever somebody can do that and still sound good with it, you know what I mean? Because yeah. there's a lot of people that can rap fast and you don't understand a word they're saying. Yeah. Like, you rap, I can hear everything clear. But that was one of the first records, man. I just remember, like, um, on the record, like, you're talking about how this is for you. You know what I mean? Like, I rap for the people who want to do this but can't and and for the people who don't believe that i can do this like this is why i'm here and for that to be the record that you know that stuck out with me is like it to me it kind of summed up who you were like to break into the game like this like this is this is where i'm at you know what i mean like taking you back to that time like what was the main focus for that record for you um well i guess in terms of the speed you know, it's funny because, you know, if you if you did li- if you do listen to the whole album, and I actually have three projects, and that mm-hmm. was actually my second project. I put one out, like, right after high school that, you know, but basically, we, I mean, we had no distribution. We, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, We slung it out our trunks and handed it out at parties, yeah. you know, whatever else. So that's kind of become a little cult underground. Not many people have heard that. Yeah, now like, it's on the internet and everything. More pe- people are finding out about it now and being like, we love that. Yeah, yeah, song. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that shit is like seven years old. But <laughs> That's like Eminem Infinite yeah. and all that. Yeah, 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 it feels yeah. that way. But like Roof of the Underdog, I guess, you know, see, I never really thought of myself as necessarily trying to be like fast as much as just sort of like very, uh, you know, just got emphatic. Bad. Like, you know, I'm, I, I really do try to pronounce things yeah, yeah. and, and kind of have a little southern twang to it. Mm-hmm. And... And I'm real into like alliteration and like multi-syllabic rhymes. Yeah. Like I'm all, which... You know, uh, and a lot of times if you're getting these southern beats, they're at such a tempo where it's like you either rap real, you know, slow in the trap or you have to like double time. So yeah, then you're yeah. like slow in the trap and I come to the death. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it basically makes you do that. So I would prefer to do that and challenge myself than exactly. be like slow and whatever, which is sort of like a very southern thing. And I think a lot of that's just kind of caused by the tempo and the heavy bass and the... But, like, it wasn't necessarily what I set out to do, but I found that I was pretty good at good it. And a lot of yeah, people yeah, liked it. But a lot of the stuff on that album, I kind of more put an emphasis on, like, switching between the two. Like, mm-hmm. I'll go slow, but then I'll, like, gradually speed it and up. And you did it on the record. You did things. it on the record. You definitely did it you on know, the record, just man. Just to sort of show, like, versatility. I think I definitely have gotten sort of that you know, labeling as being like, oh, he's fast. But I'm like, man, I got some slow-ass songs. I got some, like, I got all kinds of shit, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, but I definitely think that the records that stood out for people were probably more of the like up tempo ones, and, and there weren't as many people like I feel like trying to do that at the time either. I don't, I don't know. 
Because then we also have the whole, you know, we've, we just get everything. Because then we also have the people who are like, man, you need to slow it down. Then you'll sell records. I'm like, well, I got this one and this one and that one. Yeah. I, you, you know, know that's just, the, the one thing like, that you learn, man, is like, especially in music, and I don't know why, but fans only gravitate toward the first thing they hear. Yeah. So if that's the first thing they hear, they think, oh, that's him. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, you got to listen to that. You got to listen to the album. If you yeah. listen to the album, you hear you hear everything, yeah, you hear man. Everything. But, you know, you, you spoke on something, dude, where, and I love when I get a chance to have that conversation because, you know, a lot of the general public and fans, they don't understand, like, the dynamics of making songs and songwriting. You know yeah, what I mean? They just I hear the know. finished product. They don't think about, like, I purposely, you know, double time on, on, on records and I slow stuff down and, and mid-tempo. Oh, dude, with with me, tempo. I'll not only that, but I'll, like, I'll go through all kinds of revisions on projects and stuff. But, like, a lot of time I'll have a pretty clear-cut ID mm-hmm. and, like... I want these kind of songs on this and it's going to kind of like take somebody from here to here by yeah. the end of the, you know, album or what have you. And, uh, you know, I probably actually in the future just because of that, like I'm working on a project right now that's probably going to be more like six tracks mm. and it's going to have a little bit, it's going to be very specific, you know, because okay. I think people's attention spans are getting a little shorter for the full blown album, which I've done three of now, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like, you know, and, and uh, you know, you got your hardcore fans listening to the whole thing and they yeah, get it. They get like, it. Like you can really tell the difference between the people who really get it and the people who kind of like, yeah, man, I heard it. Yeah, you, heard, I heard, I heard. Yeah, you like rap fast and shit, huh? <laughs> yeah, you that fast. It's like, rap, it's huh? like uh, yeah, yeah, it's that one fucking song. <laughs> Dude, check this out, right? Check this out. So, yeah, I got a song about my grandma. That shit's slow as fuck. Like, okay, <laughs> I want to, I want to touch on what you just said about like the fans' attention spans, man. Because yeah. like, but God bless them, you know. <laughs> I, we get it we yeah, get it right I mean my background has been in music production so when I say we that's why I say we a lot because I understand exactly where you're coming from man it's like when you're working with different artists and you tell them like dude I love the whole project but we gotta condense it and it's yeah. kind of hard to sell that vision because as an artist you know you want to get everything out like you, you're living your music so I, I, yeah. this story got you know I gotta get it out but on the same time it's like the people that that's listening to it, they just don't have time, man. Like I run a site, so yeah. it's kind of, I get you know hundreds of emails every day, and it's like, dude, I don't even want to go through all these yeah. sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like, how do how do you as an artist pick and choose how to keep a fan's attention? You know what I mean? Like yeah, when it's such a short attention span. Yeah, it is. It is kind of tough, I guess. And I and I think about it a lot when I'm writing too. You know, like you know, there's definitely songs where I'll write you know, three verses, and I'm like, you know what, if I was listening to this shit, it might be cooler if, like, someone else's voice was even on the hook, or, like, you know, just something switched it up here. Yeah. You know, um, or, you know, whatever, and then, you know, if I wrote some dope shit, then necessarily I'm gonna scrap it, I might, like, snatch out the lines and throw them somewhere else on the project, you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, you know, um, you know, I mean, I do my best, I guess, in terms of that, you know, I, He's Definitely. being humble. That's what he is. <laughs> I know. I know. It's a lot of stuff that goes on in that creative process, man. Yeah, and just the simple fact that you can say that you think about that shows a lot about you as an artist, man. It's just. It's well, and you can't please everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because that's you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of that too. You know, where if I you know if I like took everybody's advice, then I couldn't even make music. You know, yeah. People will always be like, "Well, slow it down, speed it up." You mm-hmm. know. 
do the, you yeah, know, you use this kind of yourself. Keep it hip hop, yeah. you know. Yeah. What people Keep it hip hop. Make it more mainstream. Make it more underground. Make it faster, faster, slower. <laughs> fucking slower. talk about girls. Talk about chains. Stop talking about girls. Make singles. You know what? Don't make singles. Make conscious songs. You know, like Macklemore does. That's every fucking thing you can imagine. It's like, dude. All that shit don't work. If you it really, don't. you really got to do yourself mm-hmm. and make your own lane. I think, and the people are gonna gravitate to it that do. Maybe you'll never be Bieber, but you'll find the niche. And I think yeah. that we've really done good at playing to that. That that's you that's know? the key, man. Find out who wants to hear you. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and, if and they just don't, cater to that's, that's fine. You just make good music at the end of the day, man. I had this thing called blog rules where I kind of like I I got a lot of people mad because I you know I told them I was like, man, it was like a week's time. And I swear, every, like, 80% of what hit my inbox was just garbage. And when I say garbage, I'm a supporter of music. So I try to, you know, I use that term, you know, I don't try to use it as much. But, like, I was, I was getting the music and it was just bad. Yeah. Everything was bad. I was like, okay, like, how many Trap Molly, you know, Songs pop swag can, can I hear? Like, give me something else. You know what yeah. I mean? And, you know, when it's I was saying this. Recording. Everybody's got a studio. Now, well, man. that's the thing. Everybody has access to everything, and it was like you know, I was telling these people like you know, if you if you got a, if you got all these cars like a whip, a Bentley, you know, um, a Benz, all this like, pay for a better mix. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's one thing I've always like took in all of our albums except our first one. It mm-hmm. was mixed, but you know, by our buddy who was like at the school for it. Yeah, yeah. Last year, we got professionally mixed and mastered, and you know, we paid for that out the wallet, you know? Yeah. That's how it's always been, you know, just because you want to have a, you know, a product that's quality for sure. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people just like want to skip steps. Like a lot of people who are trying to rap, and God bless them, you know. Well, they, yeah. get, they get their swag up and they, get they like don't seem to the like, things they, that they, they think they, a they rapper needs first before they learn how to rap. Yeah, they yeah. 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 it's all like there's some easy, quick thing when really like it's, it's like not, man. Uh, making it in rap has got to be the hardest shit you can do. You know, like you got to, for one, you got to win people. Like people seem to think, I think that there's like some light, you know, rainbow that's going to come out of the sky and choose them and they're going to go become this no. famous rapper. And no, you know, like, at all. No, like, no. Uh, like we, you know, just, you know, we like ran into this cat the other day, you know, uh, we just saw him rapping in like an open mic thing and he came up and knew who we were. Um, and you know, he's like, Tom P, you know, like, he's like, how'd you get, you know, like where you, where mm-hmm. you are, man, you know, like who put you on? How'd you get there? How'd you get connected? And I was Hard like, work. well, you know, how'd you, how'd you go on those tours? And we're like, well, first we probably sold out about 50 of our own shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we started getting invited on those. And he's like, well, I mean, you know, but how'd you get like the fans? I'm like, well, we made good music and I mean, we got it out there and it's like, yeah. they never even want to believe you. Like they want, they're always like, no, but I mean, but how did you do it? Like do for it. real? Like for real? Who, who, some guy just who, like jumped who put out you like, on? Who put you on? Come like, on this tour. Yeah. Like we're like, well, actually we worked our fucking asses off for yeah, years. Yeah. Like when, you know, when we couldn't find shows, we just went to the venues, we threw them ourselves yeah. and you know, and he's like, but you know, but you know, I don't really have like a lot of fans. So I was like, well, you got some friends, don't you? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, how many friends do you think you got? And, you know, he's like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I've got a bunch of friends. I'm like, those are your fans. Like you some parents in town? So yeah, but yeah. he's like, well, I don't want my parents coming. I'm like, my parents used to come. Yeah. That's when I was, you know, when we were first getting started, shit, my parents would be at all my shows supporting yeah. me, you know, because every head in that door is going to be a representation of you to that exactly. venue. That venue is going to want you back. And then you, you might never know who's going to be coming in town to perform at that venue. And they'll be like, hey, we need a good opening local act. And that venue is going to recommend you. you got to work your way up through the fucking ranks. People don't get that, though, man. They don't they don't understand. Just like you said, they think it's an overnight thing. Like, oh, man, like yesterday I, I recorded the album. 
today I put it out. I think people look at they look at the numbers, right? They look at the numbers like, oh man, he got a hundred thousand views on on you know on SoundCloud, like a hundred thousand listens, and it's like, how did he do that? The song dropped two days ago. It was like, well, what you didn't see was those three albums he put out that nobody got. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, then we've built anticipation. Yeah, we've built anticipation. Like it, it takes time, man. It, it takes effort, and. You gotta put in that work. It, there's no overnight anything, and if you get it that quick, guaranteed you're probably not gonna last long because yeah. you didn't build a solid foundation. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll be most likely, uh, yeah, you'll be, yeah, and and you gotta like you gotta get your at least your hometown support up too. You know, I mean, that, I think that's real important. You know, and and you don't have to necessarily have to be somewhere from Atlanta anymore, like Atlanta anymore. You know, mm-hmm. now that with the internet, you know, yeah, you can be from Pittsburgh or a, or. A, you know, whatever the fuck happened. Yeah, you know anywhere, I mean? man. I mean, but you got to get your the, the hometown behind you. You know what I mean? Like, if, I had this conversation with a guy, man, and you know, we had the similar, you know, talk. Was like, you know, how do you get your hometown behind you? And I was like, man, you know, honestly, dude, if you can't get them behind you, how are you gonna get somebody else behind you? Exactly. Like, these are people that can can claim you. It's like, oh man, he's from here. Like, you know, we went to school with this dude. If you can get those people on board, oh, they're going to do it. You know, people love to be a part of something. If you can get them on board, they're just going to be your mouthpiece. They're going to go out there and talk. It was like, yeah, remember when high school, I remember he used to, you know, you know, he used to freestyle in the locker room and stuff. Like, you know, people love to tell those stories, but you got to be able to, you know, do that. And you're trying to make it like, oh, I'm going to New York and performing. It was like, can we sell out a show here first? You know what I mean? Like, sell out here. Do your own tour, but just like you said, you got to learn. I think people forget about doing their own footwork. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, like you guys said, like you know what? People didn't want to book us for a show. We booked our own shows. We did yeah, it ourselves. A dozen times like, till yeah. we, we start getting those calls. You know what I mean? Like, um, and then you can get in bigger venues and get in front of different crowds. And we just yeah, we but we definitely started. I mean, we kind of worked our way in the back to begin with, you know. Mm-hmm. We'd done a bunch of our own shows and already, like, established our own thing before, honestly, we ever even hit Apache Cafe. Like, yeah. by the time we got, you know, started getting booked places like that, you know, we were, you know, and what was funny is, like, back then, we were getting booked as these kind of, like, unknown guys, so mm-hmm. sometimes they might even stick us on at, like, 8 p.m. These guys are the openers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, yeah, the, you know, who are these guys? And we're like, you know, we just, like, sold out the masquerade last weekend, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, but really, man, we just kind of did some field work and figured out who the other MCs were in town mm-hmm. and kind of brought them into our loop and then traded out fans with them, and we'd, oh, we'd open for them, smart. they'd open for us, and we kind of just built that way. You know, we linked with promoters venues, artists, you know, yeah. just kind of I mean, that's smart, man. Blogs, you got to figure out, yeah, like for yourself. Sure, for sure. You got to, you have to, at the end of the day, dude, you got to figure out what works. You yeah. know what I mean? And and work with other people. I think it's all about, you yeah. know, it's, you can't make we it, did a lot of you can't make it all about yourself. The product was always good. Yeah. Like, we would go different venues, do different things, and we never left, we never left the crowd, you know what I'm saying, like, what the fuck was that that we just gotcha. saw? Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Like, they were always wanting more. Like, we always left the crowd, left the people, left anybody that saw us. Like, that shit right there was... You you put on a good show. You put on a good show. I mean, you know, it's crazy because we're laughing, man, but it's like, a lot of this stuff is so simple. You know what I mean? If you can do that... But I think it's just like you said, people just don't want to work, man. People don't want to put in that, that, that footwork, and they think it's so easy, but it's like, it... It really is. Just make good music. <laughs> sounds and, simple. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds simple. But, you know, if you make good music, 
And if you believe in what you're doing, because if you believe in your product, then you're going to invest in your product. You know how many people I talk to that like, oh man, this movement is great. I was like, well, you know, do you have a budget to support your movement? No, I don't. I was like, well, what are you doing to, you know, support your movement? Man, I'm just out here just, you know, I'm just doing what I'm doing. I was like, look, if you really want to support your movement, you're going to get an extra job just to get some extra bread to pay for your shows or pay for your, you know, pay for your mixing, pay for your CDs. But people don't want to do that. They think that they're looking for somebody else to, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. Hand, hand, do a handout for them. And it's just like, man, come on, dude. Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to help yourself before you can um, expect somebody else well, to help. They don't you. seem to, and they don't seem to like notice that there's like eight million other people trying to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like you, uh, you're, you know, you might. I mean, you might as well just go start picking up lottery tickets. You know, like, yeah. you, you, know, you might get lucky. You know, <laughs> you like, yeah, it's like you, that might right guy might stumble into your room and be like, you know what? You don't have any fans. You've never done a show, but I'll put a hundred thousand behind yeah, you. Yeah, that might happen. That might happen. Maybe you know, it just but probably not. Chances are it's not. But I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, like you know, we and we've you know we've been in. One thing about us is like you know we've been offered you know label deals you know I'm not mm-hmm. here to talk shit about any of them or whatever so I'll no, just no, leave no. them out of it but you know we've never really found anybody we wanted to necessarily go with we've yeah. never been offered a major we've been offered like indie deals and I'll tell you what you sit up in some of those indie deals like I got flown out to California to meet with one label about about two years ago and at the time this was before we'd done a couple of the like major like road kind of tour stuff mm-hmm. we've done. And I had really kind of been, at the time been like, fuck Twitter. Yeah. I've already spent all this time on Facebook and YouTube. Mm-hmm. I don't want, what the fuck is Twitter? So I had this little like booty Twitter account with mm-hmm. like maybe a thousand followers. And like, uh, man, that shit actually factored in that meeting. They were like, yeah. well, you know, you're really good, super talented. You know, uh, what's up with these Twitter numbers? You know, I mean, it's just sort of like, you'd, you'd be like some of these people, if they're out here, you know, they want to be rappers. I'm like, well, I mean, you're going to have to, like... You got to do some work. Yeah, <laughs> like, shit, man. I mean, putting it... In, I mean, I get, and what sucks is these days, I mean, a lot of it is real, like, internet. You know, you got to, like, maybe blot out an hour a day to respond to your fans or, or you know, write, I, write I agree. emails or whatever you got to do. That's you know? the tough part, you know what I mean? Because especially being an and it artist... it doesn't feel gangster. No, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, well, you know what? Check like, what up. would Tupac be putting on his Tumblr? You know what I mean? You know what? I don't understand. <laughs> you know, like, what, what would Big Al be tweeting from the, you know, I just killed him. You got some good I just killed a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> tweet that shit. You know, like, you put out some good names. You put out some good names. But, you know, I don't, this is the part that I, I don't really understand, man. And, and you know, maybe because uh, I'm here on, on this level and not on, like, a, you know, a major artist level, but. I see a lot of artists that they don't respond on Twitter, they don't respond on, on Facebook, they don't respond on Instagram, and I, I don't understand that part. Maybe they're at a place where they don't have the need to, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying respond to the, the criticism or the you know the negative stuff, but you know, yeah, interact. I, I don't see the interaction as much. Yeah, you, know? you would you would you would think that. I mean, I mean, there's definitely a point. Where there would just be like if you were Justin Bieber, you couldn't write back the millions. Yeah, of yeah, people. yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't there's definitely that. a point, but I think that there's also artists who, you know, they'll get, they they, they probably do sort of ignore some of it, mm-hmm. you know. But you kind of, I mean, like I mean, we, I, I got a decent amount of followers, I guess, and, but I and I do my best to write back to as much as I can, yeah. especially if it's just some positive 
you know, man, I like your shit. I'm like, thanks, man, appreciate yeah. that, you know, or whatever. It goes a long way. It goes a long um, way. Yeah, I think it. I think it does too. I, I mean, I would say that probably just some people. I mean, if you had like a million people tweeting you all the time, I, I doubt you could respond to everyone. I like. I like your idea of taking out, you know, a, a slot of time every day. And be like, okay, here's my hour. I'm on Twitter. I'm responding. Whatever comes through, I'm, I'm responding. But like. Don't expect me to respond at twelve. Like yeah. I'm responding now. Like you know, and take that time out to do. I I dig that, man. Um, you know, I, I want to talk about being a, being an indie artist because a lot of our listeners are you know underground artists who are trying to figure out like what do I need to do to you know get to point A to point B, and they're trying to translate that to the fans. You know what I mean? And even the fans who don't understand what it really means to be an indie artist, like I know there are the the you know, the typical, you got to do a lot of groundwork. I get that. Yeah. But like outside of doing a lot of groundwork, what other challenges are you faced with? You know what I mean? Like being an indie, having to do, you know, everything yourself. Well, I think there's like a, for me, I definitely realized there's like a duality between being, you know, Tom P and then being who I am, my, you know, mm -hmm. and then being just myself, like, you know, because we've certainly, we haven't gotten famous, but we've gotten to a certain level where there's a lot of people who know who I am, who I don't know, you know, who might like want an autograph, yeah. you know, but then there's also, I'm, I'm living in, you know, Atlanta, so I'll still go out and run into people I knew in high school, who, yeah. you know, then, you know, a girl might come up to me and be like, I don't even want to call you Tom P because I remember you from high school. And it's like, I'm not like, what does that fucking mean? You know, you don't have to like, you don't have to call me oh, shit. Man. Like, you know, that is classic. You, you know, like, or, or, oh, or whatever have you, or, you know, you know, you might be dating a girl and all her friends love to come out to your shows and support mm -hmm. you. But then like y'all break up and now this whole gaggle of bitches hates not just you, but Tom P and yeah. all your music and everything you are. Yeah. It's like, what, what does that have to do with my music? I just didn't like that girl yeah. that y'all were friends with. Y'all didn't ever like, you know, y'all were some fair weather fucking bitches to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it just like stuff like that. Um, just, yeah, being both of those people, you know, if you, and you know, like, it's not like, you know, you can't always not have a day job. I mean, this music shit's expensive. So, yeah. you know, I might be waiting tables or something at one point, you know, and it's like people come in and I'm, waiting their table and like we love your fucking music that's yeah. fucking weird you know? yeah, yeah, yeah but you know you've got to deal with that and i think most people understand you know it's all part of the grind mm -hmm. you know what i mean so but i mean that that's i guess that's sort of one of the things you deal with being indie and then also just sort of like weird stuff like you know a lot of people want to give you like opinions but no one really gets gets mm -hmm. it you know what i'm saying like like one of the best ones is people come up to you and be like your music is so good why don't you just, why don't you get this on the radio? Like, like it's some, that easy, like it's some right? simple ass shit I've never yeah. thought of. You know, like, yeah. you know, because that shit probably costs $100,000. Yeah, like, people don't understand sure. that, like, that game. It's or, not or, that easy. Or, or just even the opinions about how, how you should switch it or do something mm -hmm. different. You know, I'm always like, well, you know, I'm always down for opinions and criticisms and all that shit. You know, especially from supporters and fans and things. But, like, I don't think people get that, like, a lot of this, a lot of this isn't, like, none of that stuff is, like, what's going to make it happen. It's gonna, yeah. You're going to make it happen through persistence, believing yourself, branding, you know, you know, finding a way to advertise, finding a way to reach mm -hmm. new markets. Um, 
utilizing all all these new tools that are there for yeah. you. you got Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and you know shit you know and you know, just utilize everything you can. You know, go go to Barnes and Nobles, pick up a book on how to be an indie artist. You yeah, know, shit, I've read several. You know, I saw something. Um, I either saw it or heard it on an interview, but uh, in um, insane clown posse, something that they did, which I thought was fascinating. I, I try to share this with people, man, just because I, I love the story. Like what these dudes did were, um, I forgot which album it was, but they dropped the album. They dropped the album, and um, they decided to, everybody that was in like the metro Detroit area, or in a certain area, who bought their album, they would go and personally deliver it to them. And I thought that was like a genius idea, you yeah. know what I mean? It's just like, that's how you win, man, like doing little small We've, stuff like you that. You know what, I haven't done that necessarily, but I've done, uh, I've done things where like... Uh, I personally have like mailed shirts and CDs yeah. and little thank you cards to like yeah. fans of mine that are out of town. You know, because a lot of stuff, unfortunately, you know, it's real hard to get out of town when mm -hmm. you're indie. So, I mean, we do, but it's rarer than, like, you know, a show we might do in Atlanta or, like, a, a little, like, in-store where people can come by and pick up a CD and get it autographed or whatever. But, mm -hmm. like, people want that shit. We even, like, live in North Carolina. If they, I'll, I'll do something where I'm like, everybody leave your address on this shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, here's where you can donate some money real easily. I'll send it to you. I won't yeah. even ask whether or not you donated any. That's going to be for your yeah, that's conscious just... or whatever. No, man. I, and I, people do, you know. People people want to support the They want to support it, man. You know, I, I love the fact that, you know, just the indie grind, man. I, I really, I like what happens with the indie grind. Like, just to hear the stories and the stuff that you're doing. It makes sense, man. It's a lot of stuff that I think the people that rock with you on this level, like you got you got them for life, man. You know what I mean? Because they were there oh, when so. you know what well, that's the goal, right? You know, yeah. they were there when things were you know they remember those like, Man, I can't make the show, but he sent me a T shirt because I donated like five dollars or something like that. Yeah. Sent it, you know. So it's like you know, um I get it, man. And you know, I, I understand it. Yeah, you good, you come in, man. Good. Yeah. But um you know, it's just it's just all of those challenges that are that you're faced with, man. And like at the end of the day, you kind of look back on it and think, like, man, you know, it was worth it the whole time. Like, you know, waiting the tables and you know, hearing all the the, the, the criticisms and all of that stuff. And when you finally get that, yeah, you certainly hope so. Cause, I mean, because I guess with uh, where I mean, even where we're at, it's like you know, we don't look at it like we're anywhere near where we're where we're going or mm -hmm. where we're trying to get or whatever. But at the same time. We put in enough work, and I can I could die tomorrow, and I could be like, well, shit, man, I fucking was on the road with like Crazy Bone and Bone Thugs and Harmony, and met you know, sh like a ton of people that like I used to like idolize. Mm -hmm. Shit, we just met Too Short, you know. Shit, we we met Bubba Sparks the other night. Sparks, I've actually met him before, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but um, you know, just like all these people I used to buy their CDs or like you know. People like Nappy Roots are like homies of mm -hmm. mine now, you know, and, and just... How was those experiences, like being on the road with all those people, you know what I mean? And then, crazy. you know, I'm them awesome. getting that experience of of your music, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how was that for you? I know you said crazy, but like, you know... Yeah, I just probably talked to him the, uh, the most, I would say. Um, I mean, our experience, I mean, I don't know, Paul, what you want to talk about that? I mean, did we, uh... Talk about being on the road. I mean, it was, you know, it... 
it was eye opening a little bit just because you know these are people that we idolize. Been on the mm-hmm. road with Crazy Bone and you know Bob. Like he, you know, we kind of came up with him through like the music thing and Too Short and all these people that we've like you know idolized. It was kind of eye opening, but at the same time, we were never like doe-eyed really mm-hmm. because yeah. we kind of felt like this is where we belong. Like we always felt like this is like always where we wanted to go and where we need to be. So. um yeah, no, it was a, it was a really cool experience, and for the most part, they they were like always generous. They were always like loving our shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think like you know, once you get to that level, once you get to a certain level, like let's say Bone, and like every night, every night they had like a set show that they did, and it was like perfected, or like Tech Nine, like Tech Nine. Mm-hmm. You see Tech Nine work is like. Watching like a master. And Tagnon is a super cool, yeah. humble, awesome guy, by the way. I mean, like, yeah, he, uh, he like came up to us and like bought us drinks and, yeah, you know, just talking. You know, he's, he's super cool, man. He's a lot more normal than he seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, the, what's the craziest show that yourself, you know, you ever performed? Performed that? Like, uh, take us through that. We did. I mean, we, we, uh, well, we've done, I mean, I mean, my my album release party for Roof of the Underdog. I mean, we headlined it, and we had like over a thousand people come out, but they, and they come to see us. So yeah. probably that was the craziest in the sense of like everybody Just in the crowd was, was chanting on. our names yeah. and knew our lyrics and fucking you know like that was dope. But it wasn't the biggest thing, you know. Like probably some of the craziest stuff was we like. Uh, we opened for Raekwon at Masquerade Park, that was awesome. where I've seen, you know, that's where I saw, like, Goody Mob Reunion, I've seen B.O.B. there, I've seen a bunch of, like, big names perform, and it's like that big outdoor venue yeah, behind, yeah, Masquerade. Right behind Masquerade. We yeah. opened up, we were, like, right on the A3C bill for 2012, or, yeah, 2012, <laughs> October 2012, we, it literally went, like, us, I think, Chino XL, Raekwon, so we were, like, right at yeah, the top there, of the yeah, bill, there, yeah. so the place was Full. I mean, it by the was, time you got up there, however yeah. many people that place holds, I mean, it was packed like to capacity. Yeah, it, it had to packed. be several thousand at least, and you know, and that was pretty rocking, man. Um, we also performed open for rehab at Wild Bills, and that was uh, that was back to like yeah. that holds like five thousand. Yeah, people. Wild Bills like, and It's the biggest um, nightclub um, in the southeast, as in capacity. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been there a couple of times. I think they worded nice weird, like they're like it's the biggest dance club or something. Oh, it's like okay. it's, yeah, yeah, it's in capacity, but it's like, big as fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah that yeah, was good. Like all the all the shows we did with Tech Nine were dope. Charlotte was a little funky. <laughs> <laughs> We were, in, we were in Charlotte. And we yeah, what happened there? That, it seems like something happened. I can see the look on his face. <laughs> well, we were in Charlotte. See, the thing is, when we were on the road, you know, we always did it pretty, like, I mean, honestly, we did it mostly for the exposure and the experience. Yeah, More yeah, so, yeah. we didn't ever make any fucking money unless we were selling t-shirts, which we did. Yeah. You know, we would always go out after our shows and go meet the audience, you know, mm-hmm. out through the crowd and sell CDs and do whatever we could to make you know the money because yeah. we didn't really get paid merch, yeah. but uh, when we were in Charlotte yeah we were like staying at like I got some family out there so we were like staying at my cousins or whatever it was just like this kind of weird venue like the the DJ booth wasn't even on the stage like our DJ oh. was like <laughs> hidden behind the fucking yeah. behind the curtain like the fucking Wizard of Oz or some <laughs> shit back there and fucking um we had to, we kept bringing him out on stage so he'd get a little applause. A little shot, you know? yeah. Like everybody, you know, do, do what you just did again. We're pulling him out here. Um, yeah. Even Machine Gun Kelly and Tech Nine was like talking about that. 
Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of just a weird setup. Like the DJs were all in this little hole in the ground, like off the stage. Yeah, which is just weird because there's like yeah, all the DJs down, whatever. But um, just yeah, the like the place had like kind of weird sound and it kind of kept fucking <laughs> out. And there was like a whole part where like our sound went out for like a second. And we just we always just ran with it, man. We yeah, had, yeah. Man, we've had every kind of technical difficulty you can imagine happen over the years. You know, like. <laughs> Crazy, crazy stuff, shit, yeah. Man. Just go. I mean, those are the stories, man. That people, lights, people just lights going in and out, fucking mics cutting <laughs> off. Like we used to think there was like people a, jumping used to think there was like interrupted <laughs> shows. We used oh, to think there was like a conspiracy <laughs> or some shit. It was like how many how many uh, <laughs> shows I got to do and the mic just don't work. Yeah, right? don't I think it's normal. I've been to see like big acts where the mics are fucked up. You know, I, I think it's just part of it. Just comes with the territory. comes with the territory. But yeah, yeah, man, dude, we've done shit. We're just like nothing. Nothing went fucking <laughs> right, man. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh yeah Charlotte was kind of weird fucking um my uh we were like we were parked out by the um by the big like uh lace up tour bus for like Machine Gun Kelly, Kelly yeah, yeah. but like see we never even rode in the buses we were like in our own cars and all that shit so like uh my cousin who came out he came out decked out in his like Tom P shirt his Tom P hat yeah, yeah. um and when we're leaving, we, like, can't find him. He had, like, his own car there, though, but I guess he'd gotten kind of drunk, so, like, we were going to give him a ride, we're like, maybe he left with his friends or something. Yeah. So we're, like, driving out, and the security's got to, like, clear us and the buses and shit. Here comes my fucking cousin. He spots us, and he's running. We're like, <laughs> like, Tom P, Tom P, Tom, Tom, Tom. And he's got the Tom P gear on. He just looks like he a fan, right? crazy yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's coming after us. And the, the fucking security, security just <laughs> fucking t- takes his my fucking little cousin the fuck out. <laughs> he just looks like, yeah, oh, he just looks like some crazy fucking, oh, crazy fucking fan. <laughs> That is classic, dude. That yeah. is classic. That that's going in the description of this podcast. I'm telling you now. Tom <laughs> P tells the story of his cousin. Yeah, man. <laughs> Just yeah, weird shit like that, man. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we've had we've always had fun. Yeah, man. And we've done the masquerade a million times. We've done a lot of pretty big shows, honestly. Yeah. And, and and not only that, but you know, we I've kind of switched my style up a little bit, I guess, over the years. But we uh. I used to rock this real shaggy hair, um, which we're thinking about bringing back, maybe. Yeah, bring, bring back the shag, man. Maybe, yeah. But, uh, you know, we were doing that, and definitely, like, when we were doing all that, that shit with Bone Thug, my hair was, like, out of control. Um, and, you know, every... You every the root for the underdog cover. Like, yeah. every, well, like, every night, you know, we walk out on the stage, and, and me, you know, like, a lot of this, you know, we've, uh, you know, we've gone through different different you know, time periods where we kind of just thought different about different shit. Yeah. At that point, man, we were on some kind of real, like, fuck the world, like, anti-establishment, like, fucking, you know, if this is what rap is going to be, yeah. we're going to wear this. Yeah. Y'all going to wear a bunch of gold we'll chains. Music speak for we're going to wear Charlie Brown sweaters. I'm going to wear my hair <laughs> like this. And and the funny thing is, like, you know, we would have managers who'd be like, that's never going to work. And I'd be like, really? Watch this. And I'd go out on the <laughs> yeah. stage and we'd prove them wrong every time. Yeah. Like, we'd go out and sure, the audience would at first, like, every time you could hear them, like, throughout the audience, like, what, what is this? What is about to happen? <laughs> and we'd start rapping and we'd win over these massive crowds yeah. of strangers. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and we've done that. 
numerous of times. So but that's sticking people's head, though. You, you know, know what I mean? With stuff like that, they, they remember that. People like, remember yeah. it, and it works. You yeah. Know? So I, you know, that was kind of our thing for a long time, but. Yeah, I mean, we just, well, part of it, I just got sick. <laughs> Shaggy ass hair in the summertime. <laughs> Smacked on my face. It, it, it's, not, yeah. it's not the look for the summertime, man. It's, it, it was hard for sure. Um, you know, I was pretty adamant about it, but, you know, maybe I'll bring it back this winter. I'd have to start now. Yeah, before <laughs> to be back by winter. I mean, you know, um, you spoke of the projects, like you got three projects out uh, right now. I guess now. we're always just about the music and the talent and shit speaking for itself. Yeah. I'm a little bit more now, like, whatever. I'll just, you know, I'll just wear whatever I feel like fucking wearing, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't necessarily have to, like, gimmick it up with yeah. sweaters and shit. But, like, you know, <laughs> we, were, we were definitely doing that for a minute. You know, um, like I said, though, with the projects, like, you got three projects out right now. Um, and, and people can check those out, but... You know, what, what's new? I heard you, you know, we talked earlier, you're going to do maybe an EP, you know, five yeah, or six tracks. I'm going to try to drop that this summer. Okay. Um, is there a, a title right now or we, is there... We've got some working titles. Working titles, um, okay. But it's going to be kind of, uh, I think it's going to be, I've already written a bunch of this. It's going to be very much like uh, for, the, for the fans of, of okay. what I do and like showcasing lyricism and things of that nature. Um, and very, and probably a lot more like tell all about me, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so you look forward to that. <laughs> summer, summer, no, yeah. no title right now. That's cool. And oh. I think what I'm going to do with this one too, is I'm going to do a lot more like behind the scenes of the making of it. Oh, cause okay. we didn't do a lot of that with the last one and it, you know, and the last one took a really long time to get done. There was just all kinds of... We switched management a couple With times. A pre so the Preacher's Kid. The Preacher's, preacher's kid, kid, yeah. And just, you know, and we kept... We went through a couple different producers and just... All a bunch of shit happened. But it took longer to come out than we wanted to. So this time, instead, I, I want to just get it all together. Mm -hmm. And really, like, go probably knock it out in, like, a weekend. Calling okay. the homies, calling the features. We're going to film that shit. Interviews. Just show people like what actually goes into that shit. Yeah, I don't yeah. think people yeah. realize it. No, that's dope, man. Like yeah. I, I love seeing that behind the scenes, like the creative process. You yeah. know what I mean? And see, like typically what happens in the studio with Tom P. You know what I yeah. mean? Like when you work on, on this project, anyway, is it going to be a lot of different producers, or is it just like you and you know a couple of people? It's going to be working? probably just a couple of local people mm -hmm. and local homies and stuff. Um, it's probably going to be a lot, a lot of me. I'm probably going to bring in. I'm gonna. What I'm gonna try to do is bring in local like indie rock groups and, okay. and people like that to do hooks. Um, I want to kind of like maybe expand in that way. Gotcha. But you know what I'm saying? Working with some other people besides just other rappers. Yeah, you know? yeah There's yeah. a lot of like cool musicians in the city that yeah, it is, man. I haven't really even worked with. Yeah, you know? I mean, so um, I'd like to low five points, you know. Yeah. I, you, my, my, my dream, man. Super, dude, I went to Java Monkey the other day and saw really? like this duo bluegrass like chicken dude and they were fucking phenomenal and they're sitting there performing for like four people Maybe that's what I'm like saying man them, you know I bought their CD I was trying to... like I always wanted to like you know like especially in Lil' Five cause somebody's always out there performing just like be out there one day and it's like here's somebody talented like you know what man let's go to the studio and like create you know what I mean it, it's cause there's so much and talent and you blow some of these people's minds up like a studio you know yeah, yeah, yeah. it seems like normal but some of these people like that's what they're trying to do is just get some shit recorded yeah there, you know yeah that's a crazy thing, man. Well, you know, we've been we've been talking for a minute, dude, yeah, and you know, I don't want to keep you too long. But before we get out of here, I gotta have you uh, partake in our segment called uh, Vinyl Conversations. As you can see, the vinyl is here. Okay. And let me explain to you what this is. Um, 
we have three crates. Mm-hmm. Pick a vinyl from each crate. And each vinyl that you pick, pick randomly. And, you know, you look at the vinyl, just give me a story, whatever comes to mind from those vinyl. Then after that, pick one of those three, and we're going to put the record on it, and you can come with some freestyle or some bars or something from that vinyl. <laughs> How about that? All right. It's a little early in the day for that. Kid. Oh, man, you know. <laughs> we try to have some fun with it. So, you know, you can open up that crate right there or something in there. Just pick randomly. stores in a second. Reach over there. Let me grab one. Yeah. What do we have? New Rawls. Well, all right. That ain't too bad, man. You, got, you, you did all right, man. Sometimes we get, you know, I got all kind of stuff here. Sometimes, man, you get some some no-name stuff, so. Honestly, Paul will probably be able to tell you more about this than me. Tina Marie? So I've listened to some Tina Marie, but I, I couldn't tell you any real like, stories from besides just hearing the shit. Mm-hmm. What you know What's the some, other one? What you got? What you know about some Tina Marie, Paul? I know a little bit about some Tina Marie. What you know? See, Paul, man, I'll tell you what, man. This dude's like a musical fucking sponge. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know if I even introduced him on the tape, but we've been working together since, man, like, how many years do you think, Paul? Uh, about eight. About eight, eight years? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and I guess the official title would be Hype Man, but like I was saying earlier before we start recording is, it's not, you know, when you say hype man, you, you just imagine some guys like, yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah, yeah. like, this dude, you know, like, he really memorizes the lyrics and backs me up. Mm-hmm. And especially some of these shows, I mean, the way I rap, you know, going sometimes, especially the fast shit, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, if, you were, if we got to do that shit for an hour, man, I mean, you got to have some, you know, some backup in there. Mm-hmm. And we, we're people who, we, we never rap over our own tracks. Like, we're not, like, backtrack. It's that. all raw. Yeah, yeah. So... You know, you have to say all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got, if, 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 like, if I got to catch my breath, nothing gets said unless that motherfucker's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So which one are you going to choose, Tom? What um, we got? No, I got I got to hear a story from one of them. Oh, you got to hear a story? I got to hear a story. You can, you can Paul, go. Oh, you haven't talked enough. You tell a story. Because I don't, even know, I don't even know what that middle shit is. <laughs> about any of these albums? Or just story or just about whatever, the artist? No, just whatever comes to mind, man. It don't even have to be anything that Well, Tina Marie, like, you know... Tim Marie, she, she had that song with um, Rick James, right? Yeah. That, um, yeah, love and leave them. Love and leave them. But that's the she can she, she's actually an incredible singer. Yeah. She can like sing. Lou Rawls, that's he's just a classic. Like he's like a dude. Lou Rawls is a pair. My dad like used to listen to all kind of Lou Rawls growing up. That deep like soulful, just real street voice. Like you can't get more real than that. It's a Christmas album. I'm not sure if I've ever heard his Christmas album. Oh, oh yeah, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. That's a classic yeah. Lou Rawls song. But, um, and this, I'm not sure about this. This, 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 the, by the title, Les Elgar, it sounds like some, um, Bossa Nova type. Yeah, dude, I don't even think I've ever listened to that. Sounds one. like some Brazilian jazz type Bossa Nova stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure we can come up with something out of out of one of these out three. Out of one of them. I'm sure we can come up with something. <laughs> yeah, I want to do something this that we do so people can hear what we what we can do. But yeah, we'll just, which one? We'll I, I will tell out. you, out of all of these, the only one that I've listened to, yeah. 
um, is Tina Marie, and I'll tell you that there is an instrumental on here, so we can we can definitely yeah, rock the instrumental. Let's, let's with the Tina um, and it's I think it's up tempo. It's up tempo. Let's see what it sounds um, like. All right, so we're going with Tina Marie, Lover Girl, instrumental, special twelve inch dance mix. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Let's see what what fits. Yeah, it's the instrumental here. So yeah, man, this is like a you know this is a segment that that I started a while back, man. Just the spice up because we always did like a freestyle. But I was like, you know what? I got all this vinyl here. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do something different with it. And um, see how it goes. So we'll we'll kick this in. You have a lot of vinyls, though, man. Oh man, you know that's that's my thing. I've been collecting for a while now. All right, here we go. Here we go, Tom P. You tell me what you like. Oh, you can. We hear what the shit sounds like. It's 80s like dance music. <laughs> Alright, how do you rap on that shit? Hold on. That's just an, an instrumental? That's it? Alright. Yo. I'm a monster, not a person at all. Verse full of curse words serving you all. Swerving the car on a bunch of mall rat nerds at the mall. Next thing you're in the brawl. Not just six, see you further evolve. Feeling like I might be a person from Mars. I'm the person to call if you need a quick fix. Got the purple reserve, the preservative draws. Double low, fuck a whole squirt in the jaw. Another hoe coming so girls get a paw. Bop me a burner, Jack Ted Turner. Four's fucking buffalo burgers and all. Who this little fucking white boy right here who be ripping this shit we never heard about? He looks like a frat dude, where the fuck is tattoos? Bitching for the streets of the dirty south. Born in a trailer, raised in Decatur. Quick to do some shit that might change the behavior. Cut a gay dude, get AIDS on a razor blade, then put it in the face of a hater. A blunt blazer, drug abuser. What the fuck, they think I'm playing with him? I think somebody took my motherfucking brain out of my head, took some drugs and replaced it with him. I'm crazy with this fucking shit. I bang undergrads who live up in dorms. Girls like I thought that was just in porn. I'm like, sorry miss, you were uninformed. Haters, y'all been fucking warm. Flow cold, better wear something warm. I fuck sluts, only time that you probably get your freaking dick wets in a thunderstorm. Anybody out there better know that if they run up on me, known to leave a motherfucking punk deformed. I'm the underdog, so, uh, whatever. Man, that wasn't a freestyle or nothing. I, I mean, dude, I don't even know what I'd freestyle on this beat. <laughs> I just don't want anybody to think I'm my idiot. <laughs> Hey, hey, Trying to pass it off, some motherfuckers be like, "Man, I know that song." Hey, <laughs> it's all good. It sounded good though. It sounded yeah, good yeah, with yeah. it, yo, yo. Hey, boy, it's, it's Jay Good straight out the dead.com, man. We've been rocking with the homie Tom P and Paul, man. Great times, man. Yeah, yeah, great, yeah, yeah. great times. Like I told y'all before, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, man. Follow us on Twitter at str the number eight o u t d a d n. Tom, give us that Twitter, man, and how everybody can buy it. Yeah, man, uh, it's your boy Tom P. Follow me on Twitter. It's at uh, Tom P. ATL. Also got the Facebook.com backslash ATL Tom P. I got a website, which I'm, I'm designing and putting together, but you can find all my projects on there. That's www.TomPRaps.com. Uh, and then you can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon. My newest album is The Preacher's Kid. Uh, I also got a, my album, The Root for the Underdog. If you haven't heard that yet, you can go back, get that. I actually have a free version of that on that Piff. You just search for it. Or if you want to support your boy, it's like six bucks on iTunes. That'd be very much appreciated. Um, and yeah, you want to say something, Paul? Yo, Paul T. Paul T. Check me out. Twitter, Paul T. Live. Paul T. Underscore Live. You know what I'm saying? Just um, fuck with us. 
We in Atlanta. We all over the place. And we got a, we got a show coming up. I forget the date with uh, Kilo Ali at Smith's Old Bar. So okay, uh, check back. I guess with this blog, maybe you'll do a little yeah, post yeah. or something. For, Let me know. Yeah, I'll be there. I definitely show some support, man. Cool. Well, cool, man. I appreciate y'all coming through, man. It's been it's been fun, man. Definitely yeah, been, it's been fun, man. Once again, man, it's Jay Good at StraightOutTheDen.com. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes, type Straight Out The Den in Google, everything that is at click, follow. And we appreciate it, man. It's been fun. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Cool. How was that?